Hey, this is Andrew. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Team Loser Podcast, and let's start the show. Episode 4 of the Team Loser Podcast. I am your host and the winner of MTV's 2013 Best Kiss Award, Andrew Schott. <laughs> Woo! Let's just get right into it. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody in America. If you're celebrating Thanksgiving with a loved one or family, I hope you're doing it safely and, you know, enjoying your meal. Today is a very special day and it's an anniversary day within the Team Loser lexicon. Because it goes with a famous, maybe an infamous story around my legacy and Thanksgiving. But you know, everybody always has like a holiday uh, story. You mostly around like Christmas time. Like oh, they always remember that one time that something happened at Christmas or St. Patrick's Day. But not a lot of like crazy stories happen on Thanksgiving. But we're gonna get into it. Before I get into that story, I want to give a very special belated happy birthday to Team Loser John and Nicole's baby beautiful boy, Bryson. It was his uh, very first birthday this past week, and I was very fortunate enough to be one of the very first few people to hold him after he was born. And I love seeing Nicole and John's like post every few days of him walking now. It's really crazy how big he's gotten. He has such beautiful blue eyes. Baby, big baby, beautiful blue eye, Bryson. <laughs> Try saving that tongue twister five times. Anyway, I'm just really proud of them and happy that they have a really cute family. Can't wait to get Team Loser John on the show very soon. Um, but other than that, I want to get right into the topic of the story. It's going to probably be a short episode. But, you know, today's Thanksgiving. I want to get into it and have this really funny story that, you know, everybody roasts me about within the Team Loser lexicon. Like I say, like within the friend group every year, we, we talk about this story that happened back in 2013. 2013, I was working at the steakhouse, and that was the first year I was able to f- legally drink and purchase alcohol. My birthday is in August, and Thanksgiving is a couple months right after August. So at that time, I had started drinking Jack Daniels, and that is a very hard whiskey bourbon of choice to start off with. Um, I'm also very skinny. I weigh like between on between the last 10 years, I've weighed 125, and at my most, I weigh 135 pounds. I've never weighed anywhere near 140 pounds. <laughs> So, like, I'm a very skinny person, so alcohol affects me very lightly. Um, And I didn't know my limits at the time, which is a very important story. And a moral of the story at the end of the story, you will understand it. So to get right into it, I was working at the steakhouse. I was working underneath uh, Chef Tim and Mike. Mike and Chef Tim are brothers. And at the time, Chef Tim hosted Thanksgiving 
for everybody at the restaurant. It was a communal Thanksgiving dinner. If you weren't able to like visit your family or anything like that, you were always welcome to visit his parents' house, which was located not too far away from the steakhouse. And that's where the ho- the party was hosted. The Thanksgiving evening, the Thanksgiving e- Thanksgiving evening party was hosted. They would extend the table out to like thirty chairs, and then they would just if anybody wanted to come, they could come. They would always make it larger if they needed to, and it was always a great home cook experience by Chef Tim and his family, and it was a great family dynamic. And I loved that. I loved how they would always welcome people into their home and make it a nice kind gesture for everybody, especially during the holidays with people that are from out of town that work at the rest the steakhouse restaurant or if they weren't able to visit their families because of travel restrictions or you know what i mean like if they lived like three or four hours away it's like not really worth it to drive out for one day and then come back and you have to work the next weekend i know it's a struggle so it was a really good experience and i'm really thankful that chef tim offered that for people and so at the time i think it was two or three days before thanksgiving i was hanging out with mike and I went over to his house, his house at the time, at Miss Linda's house. Shout out to Miss Linda, which is Chef Tim and Mike's mom. Um, I went to help her bake some apple pies while like Mike was getting ready for something. I can't remember. I think he was like taking a shower, and it was her and I in the kitchen, and she was showing me like how to like technically really start with the crust and like cut up the apple pie and cut up the apples. And, like, add a little bit of cinnamon, put some sugar, like, you know, all the cinnamon, like, all her little secrets she did. And it was a really, it was a really wonderful experience. So I helped her, and I said, I have one condition, Miss Linda. I will help you make four, three or four of these pies. I can't remember. She made, like, a lot of these pies. And I was, like, really wondering. I was like, are these pies really going to go that, are all these pies going to go that fast? Yes, the answer is yes, because she makes amazing desserts. And let me tell you, there's a reason why her son is a head chef, executive chef, and amazing, just amazing family over there. They're very talented at everything that they do. Um, <laughs> beautiful people, I love them. So Miss Linda was like, yes, uh, these pies will definitely be all gone by the time you come and visit around like 8, 8.30. I was like, could you at least save me one slice? I said, I don't care how thin it is. I said, I would really appreciate to try one of these apple pies while it's heated up and everything. And so, you know, that year I went to my family's Thanksgiving and it was horrible. It was so bad. Like I couldn't drink in front of anybody. That was the first year I was allowed to drink and I couldn't have wine. And, you know, imagine being me the whole entire life. Like, everybody's like, oh, no, you got to sit at the kid table. And guess what? I still had to sit at the kid table at the 21st birthday. My 21st Thanksgiving, I had to sit at the kid's table. You know how how demasculating that is? Horrible. So after that horrible shit show of Thanksgiving, I went over to, you know, the Novaks, the Miss Linda's, Chef Tim, Mike's house uh extravaganza turkey extravaganza and i brought a handle of jack daniel's whiskey because like i said that was my drink of choice at the time and (laughs) so like i think i arrived between like 8 and 8 30 like i mentioned earlier and within a half hour of me arriving 
I had drank half of the bottle of whiskey bourbon. And I didn't have much on my stomach because it had been like four hours since I had eaten from my family's Thanksgiving. And at that moment, Miss Linda brings the final slice of baked apple pie over and she left it in the dish that we baked it in. And so all she did was just reheated it up in the oven for me. And all I could smell was the warm layer of apple cinnamon. And it was like the cartoon from like Tom and Jerry and the Looney Tunes of the smell hands, the fingers. They just went up my nostrils and they perked up my they perked up my brain and my eyes rolled to the back of my head. And in front of a good crowd of people, I had, and I'm sorry to gross people out at this point. You might want to skip ahead like 30 seconds into the story. I had, all right. I had, uh, after my eyes rolled back from the back of my head, I leaned my head forward and threw up into the entire dish uh, the last 30 minutes of liquid that had <laughs> I consumed into my body. And it had filled the entire dish with my vomit. I'm sorry. I know that's disgusting. All right. So, yeah, I ruined that last slice of apple pie. Um I nearly passed out and Mike had to come over and pick me up like a fireman carry. And I just remember him at the time saying, all right, buddy, you're done. <laughs> he threw me over his left or his right shoulder and he threw me onto their leather couch at the time. And I remember specifically it was the leather couch in their living room by their front door. Just throwing that out there at their old house. And so now it doesn't matter if I'm doxing this information. Um... <laughs> I was sitting, I, well, I wasn't sitting, I was laying in that sofa, and I remember waking up, and all the lights were dim, and I had just assumed that it was late in the evening. Like, I didn't, I remember when I was passed out that I could hear people walking by and being like, oh, poor dear, what a dumbass. <laughs> Who invited him? Like, I just remember the family being like, the the leftover family that stayed that late from the, the Thanksgiving dinner was just like, oh my god, what a poor thing. And my whole reasoning of me drinking that much was like, oh, sweet, I'm catching up. Like, I, I need, I'm, I'm joining in late. I need to catch up to everybody. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? It's Thanksgiving. Nobody drinks on Thanksgiving like that. And I'm like, oh. Again, I was 21. I was a little naive. So that kind of puts things into perspective. And when I woke up on the leather sofa, <clears throat> it was... Probably like an hour or two later. I would say like it was close to 10. And I remember, like I said, I heard people walking by the front door and closing the door and everything like that and leaving. And I thought it was just much later than it was. And I had brought a stayover bag just in case I did, you know, needed to sleep over for the night. And it was in the basement. And I, like I said, the, all the lights were dimmed. And the only light I could see was the stove light in the kitchen. And when I had woken up, I was drenched in sweat. Like, I was soaking wet. I could not understand why. I think it was just because my body was just trying to get all the toxins out, and maybe it was just because I was so hot, and I was just trying to sweat it out. But I originally thought I peed myself, and I was like, oh, no, this is not a good look. 
And I was like, maybe I can play it off. Maybe if I just strip down butt naked real quick and go downstairs and just make a quick dart for it and get my bag. I was like, I can't walk around the house covered in like piss because I was like, then the, the pee smell would just just waft the whole house. So I just, my idea was to just strip butt naked, which I did. And I darted to the kitchen. And little did I know, it was literally only like 9.30. And Miss Linda was in the kitchen doing the leftover dishes in the dark with the stove light on. And she turned around and she saw me <laughs> as I'm opening up the basement door. Because the basement door is, going, is in their kitchen going down the stairs. As I'm opening up the basement door, I turn around and she's looking at me. And she just screams like she sees a mouse. And she starts to, like, wake everybody else that went upstairs to bed. <laughs> and then everybody starts to get, like, scared. Like, there's, like, a robber or something happened. And she's like, no, Andrew's just naked in the house. I was like, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I thought I peed myself. <laughs> so the moral of the story was you got to drink responsibly and don't do public indecency. <laughs> Um, I'm just really thankful that, you know, it became a funny story within the family. It took me a couple of years to get over, uh, my relationship with Miss Linda's husband, Mr. Novak. I love you, Mike's dad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. It was nothing, nothing towards you. I love you guys. Um, it's just a funny story that... Like I said, every Thanksgiving I think about, I always think about Chef Tim, I think about Miss Linda, I think about that whole experience with everybody at the restaurant, and then I just remember all, <laughs> that whole entire weekend, Chef Tim was just telling everybody, yeah, Andrew's out here flashing my mom, I'm like, I didn't, I wasn't out here flashing your mom, dude, I was trying to get downstairs to my comfy pants, my sweatpants, my joggers. I was like, I didn't mean to pass out, all right? I didn't mean to throw up on the last slice of apple pie. It was a it was a beautiful thing. And I apologize. <sighs> so I just want to say that was a really good story that we had. One thing I want to touch on since the last time I recorded an episode real quick was I did the four-man Easter egg for... Nazi zombies. Well, it's not even Nazi zombies anymore. It's just called zombies for Cold War Black Ops. Uh, it was the four-man Easter egg, and it was all completed thanks single-handedly because of Dylan, Team Loser Dylan. And it was the squad was Dylan, Tyler, Lewis, and myself. And we were all able to do the Easter egg. We each had our own part. Dylan and I were doing, like, the call-outs for what we had to do for the Easter egg. Tyler was slaying most of the time. And Lewis was, you know, keeping the last zombie or two on him and then just running the train if we needed to so while we could complete the Easter egg steps. So that was a really good experience. We were able to do the Easter egg, get that achievement, do the exfil. That was really cool. Um, one thing that really... Uh, one thing that's really important that happened this past week was D-Rock. He is Gary V. Uh, he is an entrepreneur and very famous Instagram motivational speaker person. He posts, D-Rock is his videographer and like photographer person. He's like an intern person. He posted on Monday on Instagram about like, hey, tell me who you are, what do you do, and why is it important, and what do you need? 
to be more successful. And so I made like a mini post saying, hey, my name's Andrew and I am starting this Team Loser podcast and I can't wait to start getting into the interview section of this podcast where I get interesting people on and I can start asking them interesting questions and get to dive, do it like deep dives on them and ask like, just see like what the creative process is behind what it takes to be a unique person like that. And no matter what field you're in like that. And I've had so many responses and DMs and it's been ridiculous. Like a lot of collaborations between like a, 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 another head chef other than Chef Tim. I've had a musician that does like guitar shreds uh, a beat maker. I have a fashion influencer on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, just like a motivational speaker, a, a someone that writes books, a stock trader. Like I've had so many people like reach out to me saying that they want to be a part of this experience and be a part of this show. And that just means so much to me. And uh, now I have two meetings set up in early December because of this podcast. And one of them is going to be for an interview and another one's going to be like a business venture. Hopefully we'll be able to like expand upon the show and like I said maybe you get sponsors one day. It's gonna be it's it's gonna happen. Um, <clears throat> I want to end this episode with just like a little funny lighthearted story about my sister. Um, I was thinking about this the other day when I was at work and a lot of people in my demographic and age group in the nerdy culture like slave Leia outfit. But I was thinking, I'm like, there's a different woman of fiction that stole my heart. And this story kind of goes into, like, what my demographic is when it comes to my type. So it was 2013. It was not 2013. It was 2010. And I was with my sister Erin in her car. It was a Honda Civic. And at that time, I had just lived, I just moved to Wilmington, Delaware with her. And we were listening to a Rihanna song. And I remember looking at her XFM, like, dashboard radio. And it the song that was playing was called S&M. And I had no idea what that stood for. <laughs> so let's see, I had to have been 18 or 19. Yeah, I was 18 in 2010. So... <laughs> I was such a virgin loser. I was like, what is S&M? And my sister like kind of looked at me and she's like, you don't know what that stands for? She's like submissive and machavo. The other, you know, the M word, machivism, machivo, whatever. That one, the M word. And I was like, no, nah, I don't know what that is. She's like, you know, like BDSM? And I was like, no, you're like speaking nonsense now. <laughs> she's like, you know, like the people that like, leather and whips and chains and stuff like that and i was like still don't know what you're talking about and she's like you know like catwoman and i was like what and she's like you remember you used to watch the vhs of batman returns all the time because of catwoman and i was like oh fuck she's right <laughs> that is my type i like <laughs> that's <laughs> i was like god damn it <laughs> so subconsciously i was not realizing that Carrie Fisher is not my crush. It was always Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> uh, so one thing I'm thankful for this year is uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. 
BTGG, which would be the name of my K-pop group. Um, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, or if you're like somebody that obviously, you know, just eats on Thanksgiving and you are a part of the culture, what is your favorite side dish? I had this conversation with a couple of people in the Team Loser podcast, and it seemed like the general consensus was stuffing. I've heard mac and cheese is a good roundup. However, mac and cheese is not what we consider a traditional side dish, but it is always welcomed to the table. So I am not one that's going to argue with a really good baked mac and cheese or stuffing, but you know, chef's kiss to everybody that's out there cooking their meals and sticking together with their families and loved ones. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to my nephew, uh, Cameron. He's out in Florida right now. He's doing this F1 racing thing with his dad and the company that he works for. Cameron has always been like a gearhead, like always loved cars and racing ever since he was little, loved riding dirt bikes and motocross. And he's a little daredevil. So I'm really excited that he's able to work on as a pit crew on a Formula One F car, like for races and stuff like that. And I'm just really excited and I can't wait to have him on the show too and interview him about that excitement and process. And hopefully one day he'll be able to race under his own car. And I think that that'd be a really cool experience. So um, just want to end the show with thank you, everybody. Uh, if you're safe, be safe. And, uh, if you're with a loved one right now, just give them a hug. I know that that's one thing I'm desperately missing out on since COVID. I don't think I've had a meaningful or real hug in the past eight or nine months with somebody that I feel like I can open up to. So if you're with a loved one today, just enjoy that moment. I know that this has been a crazy year, but if you're very fortunate to be able to travel and everybody's safe, you know, testing negative, not testing positive, testing negative with your tests and everybody's taking precautions and a small amount of people and per group and meeting up and everything like that. I'm just, hopefully you're thankful enough to be able to be in that situation. Um, I don't know. I love you guys. Hope you're staying safe. Can't wait to do another episode. And yeah, I hope you like this episode of the Team Loser Podcast. And yeah, we're going to roll it up. Scoreboard!